This message is called How to Sleep in a Storm. It's practical, but it's powerful. A fury, uh, this is Jesus and the disciples. Um, uh, they got into a boat on one side of a lake, and they were traveling over to the other side of a lake. In the middle of the lake, this is Mark 4, it's, the Bible says a furious squall came up, and the waves bra- broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Must have been a large cushion because of you. Uh, anyway, cushion's quite small. Sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if, we're drown- if we drown? Now, these are seasoned fishermen. They know what a storm's like. They've been through a lot of storms in their life, but this one, they are freaking out. So they're obviously for real. This is a super bad storm. They are freaking out. And they go to see Jesus. So there's 12 disciples and Jesus, 13 of them on a boat, 12 of them absolutely freaking out. One of them is so relaxed that he's actually asleep. So 13 of them had a storm on the outside. All 13 of them had a storm on the outside, but only 12 of them had a storm on the inside. See, Jesus was in the same boat. Jesus was in the same storm. He was going through the same stuff, but he is asleep. And let me put it to you today that it's not the storm on the outside of your life that's driving you crazy, but it's the storm on the inside of your life that's driving you crazy. And that's what we're going to deal with tonight. I love this saying. It's a, it's a motivational speaker. His name's Jim Rohn. Great Christian guy. It's incredible. He said this, an entire sea of water can't sink a ship. An entire sea of water cannot sink a ship. Cannot do it. Cannot do it unless it gets on the inside. And we're exactly the same. He says the negativity of the world cannot put you down unless it gets on the inside. The Bible says this in Proverbs. This is right. This is a bit of teachy-preachy thing. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says this, guard your heart more than any treasure. Another version says more than anything else. Guard your heart more than any treasure for it is the source of your life. Or another version says your life flows from it. Guard your heart more than any treasure for it's the source of your life. In your life is, is what you think, the way you act, and the way you feel. And hang on a second. The way I think, the way I act, and my feel, the source of that comes from the condition of my world. And the Bible's saying, no, the way you think and act and feel does not come from the condition of your life. It comes from the condition of your heart. It says that is the source. No way. Guard your heart more than anything, because that dictates the way you act, the way you think, and the way you feel. No way, God. I thought it was this crazy storm going on on the outside. I thought the fact that I'm running out of money, I thought that's the thing that's making me crazy. And God's saying, that's not the thing that's making you crazy. What's going on on the inside is making you crazy. And if we can control what's going on the inside, then you are going to be just fine. You're going to be whistling and sleeping on a small or large cushion all the way through your life. It's crazy, right? And he says this. The Bible says, guard it. Guard your heart. As in, in other words, you do it. You guard your heart more than any treasure. It's the source of your life. So I want to touch on two of the biggest waves you'll ever face. Is that right? 
two of the biggest waves you'll ever face and the ways that I have found to deal with them. And they're pretty practical. The first one is worry. I know you guys never worry about anything. You've never worried about anything in your life. But anybody ever worry? Oh, great. There's three. <laughs> worry. Or as I like to call it, using your imagination to create something you don't want. That's a pretty good definition of worry, isn't it? Yeah, credit. Yeah, oh, I don't want that. But I'm going to think about it all the time. I really don't want that. There's <laughs> a great scripture in Philippians 4, 6. In the Amplified, it says this. Don't worry about anything in your life. Easy for you to say. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He's done. And then you'll experience God's peace. I love it when you say it and you feel it at the same time. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. You don't have to understand it to have it. In a storm, why do I feel so peaceful? Which exceeds anything you can understand. You can't understand it, but you'll have peace on the inside. His peace, oh, shivers. This peace is awesome. It's like a soldier. This peace will guard your heart. And it will guard your mind. That's a soldier with a sword and a thing. It will guard your heart and it will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Because that's what I want. That's what you were doing, Jesus. You're sleeping on a cushion. It seems to me that you've got the peace of God that's guarding your heart and your mind. That's what I want. Anyone else want that? I don't want to have to actively think about it. I want this soldier, this SAS military guy called Peace, to stand on guard on my heart and my mind so I can enjoy my life and sleep all the way through. Well, let's figure out how he did it. Don't worry about anything in your life. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And I could go over this and over and over again. And it took me years. I'll be honest, as a Christian, it took me nearly 20 years to figure this scripture out because there's a secret word here that the whole scripture hinges on and changes everything. And that word is instead. Don't worry about anything instead. Instead of worrying about everything, pray about everything. My, my oldest daughter, Bella, she's not here today, so I can say this. She used to work at McDonald's. Anyone working at Macca's? So that's a good job. That's a good job. Got some quality burgers. She was working at McDonald's, and people changed their minds at McDonald's, right? They come up the counter. Now, actually, what's in there? What's in a Big Mac? What do you think's in a Big Mac, honestly? Anyway... Yeah, um, people come up to the counter and, and a guy come up and Bella's was started on the till and it's nervous, you know, first time front, you know, fronted shop. And this guy goes, I have a Big Mac, thanks. And she walks away to get the Big Mac and he goes, actually, no, hang on. Instead, I'll have a McFeast. So imagine she goes back, she goes, okay, and she comes back and she goes, here's your Big McFeast. Oh, and here's the Big Mac as well. And he would go, no, 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 no. I know I said the Big Mac, but instead of the Big Mac, I'll have a McFeast, because it's pretty much a salad in a bun, right? A McFeast. So she goes away, she comes back again. Here's a McFeast, and here's your Big Mac as well. You can imagine him going, no, no, hang on. I think you're misunderstanding what I mean by the word instead. Instead of the Big Mac, I want the McFeast. What the dictionary explains it this way is in place of or in standing of or, what, or the other word is replace. So the man would say to my daughter, Bella, Bella, what I want you to do is I want you to replace the Big Mac with the McFeast. Let's bring it into the Scripture. Don't worry about anything. Replace 
worry with prayer about everything. Replace worry. Let worry just be a reminder that you need to pray about something. We should be rejoicing every time something comes into our head to worry about. It's God, thank you for that devil. God, I just give that to you. Every time you worry, every thought that comes to worry, this is the secret. This is the secret to having peace, God, in your heart and mind. Every time that worry comes back on. And you might say, Jamie, but that comes on 30, 40, 50, 100 times a day. That means you'll be praying without ceasing. Oh, my gosh. What? It's like the whole Bible fits together. Who would have thunk it? Don't worry. Instead, replace it. Imagine that. Every time that thought comes, I thank you that you've got that God. It's a finance thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a friendship thing. It's a relationship thing. It's a worry thing. Some of us, if we're not worried, we feel guilty that we're not worrying. It's like we've got to have it, massaging it in our head. And because if we let it go for a minute, nobody's taking care of it. You're not taking care of it. You're just bouncing it around in your head. No more. No more. It ends tonight. Sounds like a movie. This ends tonight. Instead, pray. This is the will of God. Instead, every single time, every single time. What happens when I do that, Lord? Then you will experience God's peace. And this peace will start to take over. As you give it all to me, this peace will take over and it will start to guard your heart. Boom. So these worries will come and eventually, boing, boing, they bounce off because it's a guard on your heart. It's a guard on your mind and it's both. It's your heart and your mind. This is what it will do. You won't understand it. You won't understand why you've got this peace. You've got one job. Instead of worrying, pray every single time it comes. Is it a thousand times a day? Might be every single time it comes. I'm worried about school every single time it comes. I'm worried about my future every single time it comes. You give it to God. You give it to God. I thank you you've got that. I thank you you've got that. Thank you you've got that. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. <sighs> I know some of you are thinking here today, but it's my fault that we're in the situation we're in. When it comes to worry, I'm honest enough to talk about this stuff because this is the junk that goes through my head. That I go, yeah, God, but I deserve the worry because it's my fault that we're in this situation. It's my laziness. It's my stupidity. It's my actions. I know it was wrong, and I did it anyway, God, and that's why I'm in this situation I'm in, and I deserve the worry, and I deserve the pain, and you don't deserve to help me because I'm in this situation. That's why I worry because it's my fault. It wasn't an accident. What does Jesus teach about that? I'm so glad you asked. Jesus is teaching on worry. Oh, I love it that he loves us and he knows us. Jesus is teaching on worry. Get this. He says, and I'm going to read it to you, then I'm going to give you the revelation. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Oh, great. Figure that out now. And he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. That's for my daughters, Roxy. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. God's got God this. Don't worry. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. And then he says, look up at the birds. They don't sow or reap. They don't store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And then see how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone, thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he not so much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. I have read that a thousand times thousand times. And all I really get out of it is Jesus says, don't worry. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. They're all right. You're going to be all right, big fella. See ya. 
And I'm going, oh, it's not a great message, Lord. You know, it's, it's all right. Flowers and birds, boys. Flowers and birds. What are you worried about? Can't pay the rent? Flowers and birds. Don't forget. Going to give you a, a bird, you know, badge. You got the flower badge. You don't worry. Until I actually looked at this in clarity and what Jesus was saying, because the focus is not so much on the flowers and the birds. He says this, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or drink about, what you're going to wear. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store away in barns, yet I look after them. And the bottom bit, look at the flowers. They don't even labor. They don't even spin. They don't even work. Is this Jesus not talking about prayer and this is Jesus talking about worry? What is he saying? They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store away in barns. They haven't invested properly. They haven't put money away for their future. They haven't done everything perfect. They've made some massive mistakes in their life, and I look after them. They don't labor or spin. They didn't work hard enough on their career. They didn't do everything right. They weren't perfect in every situation. What is he saying? He's saying they don't deserve it. Yeah, I look after them. It's like, what? Flowers and birds. Who would have thunk it? I thought it was just a funky thing he did. He, he, he understands the way we think as humans because we worry because we've done stuff in our life and we think we don't deserve God to look after us. Peace-wise, financially-wise, home, friends, whatever it is. And he goes, they don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. You'll still make mistakes in the future on purpose. You won't deserve it. And I will still look after you. So stop worrying. That's powerful stuff. I was worried about some stuff for a while. And it was, oh, God. God said this to me. He said, you've got more faith in the ability of your mistakes to derail your life than you do in my grace to get you through. I was like, oh, dang, that's true. Got it, God, got it. Hold on, done. Good. Okay. Some of us, we, our emotions go crazy. We're talking about worry. Are you with me on this? This is good practical stuff, man. Take this to the bank. Um, and some of us, our emotions go crazy. I work in television. And I, um, and I train up a lot of our new presenters that come now. I work for a couple of networks, Channel 7, and I work for TVSN, Television Shop Network. And uh, I train a lot of our presenters. It's either because I'm getting good at it or I'm the oldest one there. <laughs> anyway, whatever. And uh, <laughs> it could be the latter. And I teach people uh, uh, ad-lib live because it's an hour. Ad-lib in front of a camera live. And people's thoughts are, how do I fill an hour? What the heck am I going to talk about? And because your head just goes crazy when you've got 60 minutes to fill. But because I've done it enough, I understand it, and I'm in a groove of it, and it's fine. And this is when people's emotions start getting crazy. And I stop them before we go in. I always say, there's two things I want you to do. The first thing is I always say this, do not think too far ahead. And man I, man, I can take that and I can just use this here tonight. When people freak out, they're thinking too far ahead. When people are doing a bad job right here and now on air, I, I stop and I sometimes just give them a nudge. When we're on a little bit of vision, I go, and you're thinking too far ahead, mate. Stop. Think about what we're doing now. And I'm tough on them. I go, and you need to think about this word right here, right now. Can I, I don't know if this is for somebody. Stop thinking too far ahead because I'm over 40 now. We'll leave it at that. 
And I tell you what, you cannot figure it out. Anyone else figure that out? Anyone else over 30 or 40 and going, you can't figure this stuff out. You can't figure the future out. Anyone else been shocked how weird things have gone? I love it. Somebody said the other day, does, it, does anybody feel like their life's in season five and the writers are just making up weird stuff to keep it interesting? It's like, what? Really? Weird stuff happens in your life and you cannot figure this all out. So for the younger team too, do not think too far ahead. Keep it today. Jesus, gee, did Jesus say that? Take no thought for tomorrow. Today. Today you've got the grace for today. Tomorrow you'll have the grace for tomorrow. You don't have the grace for tomorrow yet, so don't visit there. Don't go there because you're trying to figure out problems without the grace for it, and you will send yourself bonkers. Today's the day. This is it. Don't think too far ahead. Shall I tell you the other thing I tell people? First thing is that. This is when your emotions go crazy and you freak out. The other thing is the push. And I tell my kids this all the time. You get up in front of people, in front of a camera, and it's live, and your body just freaks out. You might have situations at the moment going on, and your body and your mind's freaking out. I said, embrace that. It's the most wonderful feeling. I say nerves and fear is the biggest blessing in the world. It heightens your gift. It heightens your ability. Oh, it's good. Wonderful. You'll always do a better job when you're scared. Always. But I always say this, you've got to push. And when you start to freak out, I want you to push through this. And I tell them when you're on air and you feel yourself start to go and everything fall apart, I want you to just hold on and just push through this. And I don't know who that's for today. You might be in a situation and you are terrified. Push through it. Persistence. Oh, I heard a lady, she was a swimming teacher. She was teaching someone to swim where I sit and I put messages together. And she was teaching one of her students. She says, persistence is a push. And I said, oh, that's, I almost wanted to give her a high five, but she would have thought I was weird. Persistence is a push. And I don't know what you're facing at the moment. It's a push. And you push through this. No matter what your body's feeling, what your mind's feeling, you push through that. Oh, is that all right? That's a wave. That worry's a wave. Ah, smash that wave. Go back to sleep on a cushion. They must have big cushions in the Middle East. You know, I'm going to try it tonight. That was wave one. Do you know what wave two is? These are the two biggest waves I've ever faced in my life. They have the ability to take people out all the time. That's how you deal with the first one. Just give it to you, God, all the time. Isn't it great never having to worry again? Just give it to them. We figured it out. Kind of thanks to the Word of God, but, you know, we figured it out. The second one, wave two, it's the worst wave. It's a wave of comparison. Oh, oh. Therefore, since we are surrounded, Hebrews 12:1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, because we want to run, right? We want to run. Throw off every weight, everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles. It doesn't stop you. It just tangles you up so you don't work properly. The sin that so easily entangles, and let us run. With perseverance, the race marked out for us. This is interesting. So Paul, who we assume is the writer of Hebrews here, it's, it's, it's almost like Paul's given us a lesson on life. It's almost like he's saying, life's like a race. And if you want to run a good one, run your own. How's that? Paul's secret to life. It's as simple as this. 
it's not so easy nowadays when we've got social media, right? We can be sitting down watching TV. I love the example. My wife did this a while ago. Sitting down watching TV. It's great. My, wife, my wife's amazing. She can watch TV with one eye and watch her phone with the other. Ding, ding, ding. Social media. Sorry, darling. Watching Instagram. And she does the, they're on holiday again. And I'm watching a TV show and having a good time. And I'm going, who's on holiday? She goes, these guys. She handed over and I'm having a good old night. And then I look at the phone and I'm going, that's the same holiday they went on earlier on. She goes, nope, different resort. And I'm like, no way. And I was having a good time watching TV. And now all I'm thinking about is, really? Two holidays in one year? Who does that? And then I'm thinking, oh, well, it's because I've only got two kids. Why do we have them? We have three kids. Why do we have three kids? It's so expensive going on a holiday with three kids. Well, why don't we think that out? My son, my youngest son, Maverick, sorry, mate. We would have had you anyway. It just would have been cheaper holidays with the two. But anyway, anyway. Don't tell me you hadn't thought about it, parents. Anyone got three kids? You going, some of you got more. It's expensive holidays, right? And you go, how do those people do that? And, uh, and then all of a sudden it goes into God. Why haven't we got more money? God, what's wrong? What did, God, why didn't you help us out more? Why haven't you opened more doors for me in my career? Why don't you do more? We've been given. We're generous. Other people are blessed. They're obviously blessed. They're not even Christian. I haven't seen doors open. Oh, my gosh. From one little Instagram post. Now I hate God. And somebody's just been to Bali. How is it? How is it possible that our mind goes like this? It's terrible. Somebody say, stay in your lane. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's not easy, though, is it? It's not easy. I remember when I started working in Channel 9. I love to tell this story, honestly, as I possibly can. I loved it. I started in Channel 9, I don't even know now, 50 years ago or something. And it was a great time and I started on a show called Carrie Ann Show and I was working with her. It's great. And the first couple of years were amazing. I was interviewing people I never thought I'd meet and traveling to places I never thought I'd travel to. And every day I was just thanking God and praising God about how amazing my life was and how much He loved me and how blessed I was. And then this other guy started working at Channel 9. His name was also Jamie. And I'll say, Jamie Jury started there. And he had this other show. It's, I think God punished me by giving us the same name. And uh, he had this gardening show, Backyard Blitz. You probably never heard of it. It's a rubbish show. <laughs> he started doing the show, Backyard Blitz, and it was just a mega hit. It was huge. And everybody loved him. And I don't know what happened on the inside of me. I started to notice him all the time in the worst way. And I was like, how can it look? He doesn't even, he's a gardener and he shows up and he does this show and everybody loves him and it's great. And they do that. And then they start this other stupid show, which nobody's ever watched called, what's the other show? So the other block, the block or something. Nobody's ever seen it. So forget about it. <laughs> then he did the block and that was like humongous and he's up for gold logies. And I started to hate him. And I'd hardly meet him. I'd see him sometimes in the hallway. Go, huh, huh. And the first time I remember I saw him, I said, hey, man. And he didn't notice me that I said, hey, man. And he just kept walking past. And I was like, what are you? You know, I got this real attitude. And I remember meeting people and they'd say, hey, did you watch Backyard Blitz? And I was going, uh, if you like gardening shows. And I remember this girl, one of these girls, producers was working on the Carrie Ann show. And she said, oh, that Jamie Jury is so spunky. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, he's really short, though. And I'm. Like, I was, I was doing ministry at this time, like ministry, and I am hating on this guy, and I'm talking about all this garbage stuff about his life. Terrible, terrible stuff. 
It became it was stage. It was almost like his life became the measuring stick of success in my life. I'll be honest with you. I was in his lane. I'd left my lane about two years ago, and now I was in his lane. And everything that came my way, it was like, Jamie, we've got this gig for you to do. Yeah, but look what Jamie's doing. It's ridiculous. I hated everything that came my way because it wasn't as good as what Jamie Jamie was doing. I hated this guy. It was shocking. I remember they asked me to go down. They said, Jamie, we want you to go down the Logies. And I was like, oh, great. I said, am I at a table in the room? Because the closer you are to the front, the more important you are. I said, am I close to the front? They said, no, we just want you to do the um, after-party interviews. And I was like, whatever. And uh, Jamie Drew was up for a gold logie or whatever. And I remember flying down there and I was staying at the Crown Promenade, which is across from the Crown Casino where the logies take place. And I got there earlier on during the day and I was there and I remember walking in and it was about two hours before it started. They actually record it in the afternoon, play it out in the evening. And um, sorry to burst the bubble of the glamour. It's actually like four o'clock in the afternoon. And I get there and I drop my bags in my room and I stand there. And I remember opening the curtains of my room and right across from the red carpet where everyone was arriving. And the first limo pulled up and, and I remember God saying to me, pray for those people. And I was like, I really don't want to, mate. I really don't want to. I'm going to stand there. I put my hands on the window and I was like, God, I pray they have a great night. And that limo went. Then another limo arrived with some other home and away or some show nobody watches and uh, no it's great show. and I uh, God I just pray they have a great night limo after limo pray they have a great night probably because I remember I was just wearing my my um, undergarments so it would have been weird if you looked up in the window if you're there at the red carpet and they got this weird guy <laughs> in his undies with his hands on the window <laughs> oh Lord pray for them <laughs> hopefully no one took a photo I was like, God, I pray they have a good night, Lord. And this one, pray for them, Lord. <laughs> and I was praying, blessing on each one. I was there a good hour and a half, honestly. God wouldn't let me go. And then the big stretch hummer came right up at the end with the backyard blitz team, the blitz team. And they all jump out and Jamie Jury gets out. And I was like, oh, God. You hate me. You're not going to make me pray. I said, God bless them. Pray they have a great night. And I walked away from the window, and I felt God so clearly say to me, no, pray for him what you'd pray for yourself. And I was like, I don't know why. Because I pray some really good stuff for myself. Really good. I save the good stuff for my personal prayers. He was like, pray that stuff for him. And I was like, you hate me, God. And it's like, at you, and you, both of you now. And I go, oh God, it was, I cannot tell you how hard it was to pray. If you're in someone else's lane, you try and pray this. Pray that all of his dreams come true, God. They all come to pass. Bless his family, God. You know, it's like this. This is, bless him financially, God. God. Like, really good. Cancel his debts, God. Really get trying to get this stuff out. God, bless him. Put your hand on his life. Play he has an amazing night. What if wins awards? Wow. It was the most amazing feeling. I remember stepping back from the window 
And it was almost like this, <clears throat> something came out of me. It was like weird. It was almost like stepping back over here. It felt so quiet in my lane. <laughs> there was nobody else in it. I was like, what? <laughs> Haven't been here for a while. <laughs> Too busy going in everyone else's. <laughs> Nothing much happening here. <laughs> Sometimes we wonder why God doesn't speak to us. I don't think we're in our lane long enough to hear him. We can't do the little things because we immediately measure them with other people. I can't do that because look how far they are. What a waste of time that would be. Stay in your lane. This is what I learned out of this, how to deal with comparison. It took me a long time to get the revelation of it, and I didn't. So scripture in Luke 6, 28 says this, Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. Bless those who curse you. Bless means to speak well of. Curse means to speak negatively of. That's why you're blessed. God has blessed you. He's spoken well of you. Can't be changed. I remember looking at that and going, bless, speak well of it. I thought, Jamie, he hasn't cursed me. He hasn't run around the halls of Channel 9 and thrown chicken bones at me and, you know, done sort of way. But every time I thought about him, I was speaking negatively of myself. You'll never be that. Why haven't those doors opened like they did for him? Constantly. Why did you do that wrong? You should have done this. You should have done that. And it took me to speak well of him. It's crazy. I remember reading this one day and I was going, no. God, do you want me to bless? Do you want me to speak well of everybody to stop me comparing? And it was like, yeah, man. Bless them. Every time you feel that negativity come into your life, when you see somebody else owning the home, that should be your place. Bless them. When you hear those negative words coming from your own head, your own mind from the pit of hell, you bless them. You bless, God bless their house. Bless them with another. Get them another place. Get them a granny flat that they can rent out. Do whatever. When you see people doing the job, that you think you should be doing. Married to the person who you think you should have married. Whatever, going on the holiday, uh, twice in a year, that you think you should have had. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. God says bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. Constantly, every time, every thought comes into your mind. Well, look at them. Yeah, thanks, devil. Thanks for reminding me. Bless them. And he's like, oh, I didn't expect that. No, bless them. Bless them. Pray they increase in every area of their life. Bless their kids. Bless their future. Make all their dreams come to pass. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. It's incredible, the freedom. It's incredible. You spend a whole day blessing people and giving stuff to God. Blessing people and giving stuff to God. Could that be the will of God? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ. What? What? We've got to finish up. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? The Bible says life and death in the power of your tongue. Not God's, yours. You choose whether you live life or whether you let death in. How to sleep in a storm. How's Jesus walking around everywhere blessing people?
didn't hold anything. Heart, mind, guarded always. Because he only spoke well. My pastor, Pastor Phil, I always like to tell the story of another guy, Mark, Pastor Mark Kelsey, works at church. He's known Pastor Phil for 40 years. And he said this, he said, I have never heard him speak badly of someone. I was like, oh my gosh. Never, never. He hears about somebody, you know, they're going to be opening a church down the road. He goes, bless them. God bless them. It's going to be an amazing church. They're going to do great things. I want to be that guy. I want to be that person. You're going to be amazing. We got the band up. It's just you. What happened? Nobody, don't pull a hammy or anything, but you do run. <laughs> we should, uh, as they're coming up, let's pray, and then we're going to stand, and the peace of God's going to do some work in our hearts. Because did you know the peace of God is the will for your, of you, for your life? Did you know that? You didn't. You thought it was turmoil on the inside. We work on the outside. This, on the inside, that's supposed to be peace. That's peace. That's your gift from heaven. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. You don't earn it. You don't understand it. It's a gift. It's yours. My peace I give to you. We're going to do that in a second. I want to pray tonight too. Maybe there's somebody here who doesn't know the Lord. And I'd love to pray for you. And I'd love to pray a prayer that invites the Lord into your life. It's quick and it's easy, but it's real. When you pray it, the Holy Spirit will come into your life. You invite him as a gentleman. He'll come into your life tonight and you'll be born again which means your spirit will go from dark to light. You'll start to feel and sense God more. you start to um, understand God more. You'll feel a lightness and a life on the inside of you. That's what being born again is like. It's quick. It's amazing. It's utterly supernatural. And that can happen tonight. And I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Or maybe tonight that you, you don't know the Lord. You're, you're, you're falling away. Grow up, grew up in kind of a Christian church like I did. You've fallen away from the Lord, and you know tonight you're miles away from Him. And tonight you want to come back. You've been living a life, and you're going, this is not right. And your heart's pulling you one way. Your brain's pulling the other. Forget your brain. Go with your heart, always. And tonight, if you want to commit your life to the Lord again, I'd love to pray for you. Every head bowed and every eye closed, and let's do this quick, because I want to pray more for you tonight and see God do some wonderful miracles. So if that's you here tonight, you don't know the Lord, and you want to invite Him into your heart first time, or maybe you're coming back after a long time or being away, and you want to get your life right with Him, right here, right now, I'd love you to slip your hand up and go, yes, me, that's me. This is between you and God. You're not coming down the front. So chill. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone, I thank you. Anyone else going, man, I've been miles away. I've been miles away. Thank you. Awesome. Tonight you want to come back. You're saying, yeah, that's me. I want to come back to the Lord. Beautiful, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I'll give you 10 more seconds. Your heart's pounding because that's the Lord. It doesn't normally pound, does it? It's spiritual. <sighs> You're coming back to the Lord tonight. Anyone else? Three, two, one. I want to pray this prayer, and I'd love you to pray it after me. It's real simple. Let's all pray this. Father in heaven, I ask Jesus into my life. I ask to be born again. Forgive me of my past. Thanks for my future. And fill me with your Holy Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name. Here comes the peace of God. Oh, nothing like the peace of God. When people get saved or people return. Nothing like it. It's very different. It's a different presence. 
I always feel it's like a blanket. It coats you. He covers you. Wow. The blood of Jesus. It's all gone, by the way. Just let it go. Let it go. Feel like a river washing through your life. That was you. Put your hand up. Feel like a river washing through your life, and I feel it washing stuff. It's just stuff away. My God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Beautiful. Hey, let's give her a round of applause for everyone who prayed that prayer for the first time. We'll come back to the Lord tonight. Somebody will have a chat with you soon. Could we, can you give me three minutes? Please. I believe the Holy Spirit is here to do something. Let's just stand for three minutes if that's all right. If you're here tonight and you feel like the peace has gone and you work hard for it and you strive for it, but you feel like the peace is gone. I felt like this. I was in worship. If you feel like you haven't slept in a long time, and I'm not just talking about physical sleep, you feel like on the inside you haven't rested. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. It literally basically means relax in your soul. How long has that been since you've totally let go there? Into his hands. Just as the, the song comes, I want to pray for you as we start. Close your eyes, lift your hands. Here comes the Holy Spirit. Father, every heart, every person tonight, your peace. It's a gift. Just receive it. Just say thank you. That's what you do with gifts. Just say thank you as you worship him now, as you worship him here, as you praise him. Just say thank you. Here he comes. Here is his peace. His peace. Here it comes. Sing it louder. Oh, the name of Jesus. And there is power in the name of Jesus. I feel uh feel like there's some people here tonight, I've, I've never said this before, that God wants to bless. And you keep telling Him no, because you don't deserve it. You should be worried about the mistakes you've made. I feel like the Lord's saying to some people here tonight, I want to bless you. I bless you, I feel like He's saying. I bless you. I bless you. I want to bless you tonight. You know, He speaks well of you. When angels say, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? Oh, they're amazing. You should see them. They're incredible. You should see what they've done. They're amazing. Just receive it tonight. Can you stop it and just receive it? Can you stop worrying and just receive it? Here comes the peace. This is the Holy Spirit. Here comes the Holy Ghost. My God, in Jesus' name, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. <laughs> there is power in the name of Jesus. That's it. 
That's it, worship him, worship him. The faith and wonder I will say no other name but yours. Name but yours. Full of faith and wonder I will say no other name but yours. Name but yours. Full of faith. Chains breaking tonight. Jesus, Chains breaking off your life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No more fear. No more fear. No more worry. Chains breaking off your life. In Jesus' name. Right here, right now. Take my peace. Take my peace. No more fear. No more fear. Take my peace. Take my peace. And wonder, I will say, no other name but yours. Name but It's yours. Take it. Stand up. And wonder, I will say, no other That's the Holy Ghost. He breaks stuff. Sometimes you've got to stand up. You've got to get up on the inside to take what he's given you. You've got to get up on the inside and go, I'll have the peace. If you're giving it out, Lord, if you're handing it out, if you're giving it, I'll have it. I'm not saying if it's for anybody, I'll have it. If somebody else is grabbing it, I'll have it, Lord. I'll have it tonight. Chains breaking off people's lives. No more fear. Go, 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 fear off people's lives. In Jesus' name. Get up on the inside tonight. Take it, take it. Peace is yours. Somebody else will take it. You take that peace tonight.
give the Lord a round of applause. Yes, worship Jesus. Him. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. That's good to do. Whew, it's like you see on the ground like dark robes and lying all over the floor, people flicked off. Angels can come through and sweep them up later. Dice and stick back them up later. Thank you, Jesus. I'm handing to you. It's been so good to see you guys again. And uh, I love coming here. And you're blessed to be in one of the best churches in the world. It's, it's just so awesome. God always does something amazing here. And uh, love you. And we'll see you next time.